Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Before Shopify, were you wondering, where my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen. Welcome to the Kotki Ride Home for Wednesday, October 7th, 2020. I'm Jackson Bird. The 24 possible super habitable planets that could be better than Earth. The man you can pay to gate crash your funeral. A perfect conclusion to the skateboarding cranberry juice trend on TikTok. And what the heck that trend was. And the winner of Fat Bear Week 2020. Here are some of the cool things from the news today. Move over, Earth. Scientists have just identified two dozen other possible planets that are even better for supporting life. In a new paper published in the journal Astrobiology, scientists point out 24 planets that they call superhabitable, which means not that they're Earth-like, but rather they hypothetically could support even more biodiversity and biomass than Earth. This due to a combination of factors, including the planet's host star and its own mass and temperature. Dirk Schultze-McCook, the lead astrobiologist on the study, said, quote, We are so focused on finding a mirror image of Earth that we may overlook a planet that is even more well-suited for life, end quote. Weiss points out that not only does our conception of Earth as the best example of a habitable planet run contrary to the Copernican principle, that is, that Earth is not the most special object in the universe, but also that Earth itself hasn't always been the most habitable. It's ebbed and flowed over the millennia as the climate, volcanoes, asteroids, and more have vastly altered its biodiversity. What if Earth hasn't even reached its peak habitability yet? To challenge Gottfried Leibniz, it is entirely possible that this world as we know it is not at all the best of all possible worlds. And what might an even better world look like? Schultze McCook and rest of the team behind the recent study outlined several criteria for what they call MVPs, or Most Valuable Planets. First, being hot and humid, a type of climate that lends itself to the most biodiversity. One and a half times the size of Earth would be an optimal size because it would provide more surface area for more habitats and also have the likelihood of forming a good protective atmosphere. These planets would also need a solid host star, ideally one even better than our own sun, which is just a bit too ephemeral for an MVP, TBH. In just 6 billion years, our sun is going to die and leave the whole solar system uninhabitable. 
Instead, MVPs should have red dwarf stars as hosts, or even better, orange dwarf stars. Orange dwarf stars are smaller than our sun, itself a yellow dwarf star, but bigger than a red dwarf star, which are a bit too volatile to be a reliable host star for MVPs. Orange dwarf stars live for 20 to 70 billion years, which is enough time for life to develop. The scientists looked through a log of Kepler Objects of Interest, or KOIs, possible exoplanets that are mostly unconfirmed exoplanets at the moment due to a lack of data on them, and they found some MVP candidates. Chief among them was KOI 5715.01, which ticks all the boxes. It's 1.8 times the size of Earth and orbits an orange dwarf star, or K-type star, that's 3,000 light-years away. While outlining criteria for superhabitable planets will be useful for future studies, the scientists were careful to emphasize in the paper that the KOIs they're pointing out are just candidates for MVP status, not actual ones in any way. Quoting Vice, the team emphasized that data about exoplanets is still extremely limited, and noted that most of the 24 KOIs in their tally are not confirmed as bona fide exoplanets at this time, meaning they could be false positives. Some of the astrophysical conditions that we identify as crucial for a planet or moon to be potentially superhabitable are far from being observationally testable on planets outside the solar system, the team noted in the study, end quote. And again, the criteria is focusing on planets that could hypothetically support forms of life, not ones that presently do. Still, it's an interesting way of rearranging the way we think about the habitability of planets, and as the newer, more advanced observatories are used more and more, scientists will be able to get more data on these potential exoplanets and continue to cross-check them against their new MVP criteria. Alright, so this story out of Australia is a bit grim, which is why I saved it for October, but despite its grim overtones, I still found it completely fascinating. So there is a man in Queensland named Bill Edgar, who has created a business out of gate-crashing funerals and delivering usually controversial messages from the deceased. Edgar is a private investigator by trade, and this all started when he was working with a terminally ill client who had an idea for his funeral. The dying man knew that his best friend had been trying to have an affair with his wife, and that his best friend would most likely be delivering at least part of the eulogy at his funeral. So the man asked if Edgar would attend and tell the best friend to sit down and shut up if he got up to speak. Edgar did as he asked, and additionally, on directives from the man, asked three other guests to get up and leave because the deceased man had told him he didn't want them there. It worked out so well that Edgar decided to make a business out of it. He's now been hired for 22 separate funerals, charging a cool 10 grand per event. And while it does sound a bit off-color, Edgar says he tries to be as respectful as possible. He dresses like the other mourners and blends in with them until it's time for his job. He also records his clients' wishes ahead of time and has them sign a disclosure statement, but he says he actually doesn't experience too much pushback. He told ABC News in Australia, quote, Once you get the crowd on your side, you're pretty right, because mourners are keen to know what was left unsaid, end quote. When he does experience pushback, he pulls out the contract and insists that he either does what he was asked or the client will go with him for a private ceremony or burial. His job, he says, is to respect his client's wishes. That's all there is to it. 
And while sometimes the clients want Edgar to prevent certain people from speaking, like asking a priest to sit down and be quiet because the deceased person was not religious and had been adamant he didn't want a religious service, Edgar is also sometimes tasked with revealing secrets. In one case, he was asked to reveal that his client was gay and his lover was in the crowd. Other times, he's hired to obscure secrets forever. He'll be asked to go to the house or workplace of the deceased and remove items they don't want their family to find. Oftentimes, they're sexual in nature, or drugs, weapons, money. Edgar notes that it often turns out that his clients got a terminal diagnosis without the time to put all of their affairs in order, and that, unfortunately, people in our lives that we may want the least involved become, quote, the biggest vultures. He said, quote, how many funerals have you been to and you've listened to absolute crap, end quote. Edgar sees his role as giving a voice to the dead when they don't have one anymore. But psychologist Shona Innes disagrees. She says, first, that it's better for someone to deal with whatever the issue is before they pass, if that's an option. And additionally, that this can make grieving even more difficult for the bereaved. Whatever your opinion, however, it's possible this will become a more common occurrence and vocation because Edgar has signed a deal for his story to be made into a movie or limited series. His pick to play himself? Russell Crowe. So you may have seen videos going around recently of people skateboarding while drinking cranberry juice and lip-syncing to Fleetwood Mac's song Dreams. If not, here's a quick overview. It all started on September 25th, when Nathan Apodaca, who goes by 420dogface208 online, posted a TikTok of himself skateboarding down the freeway, holding a half-empty jug of ocean spray cran raspberry juice, which he takes a satisfied swig from before perfectly lip-syncing to Fleetwood Mac's song Dreams. And something about it, I gotta say, it just sorta hits you. Drew Frogger, who helped the video spread on Twitter, said of it, quote, I don't use this verbiage often, but this is a whole vibe. Simple as that. End quote. Apodaca has made waves in the past with his TikToks that usually involve him dancing or lip-syncing to older tunes. In 2019, the news outlet MeToo called him T.O. TikTok and, quote, the stoner uncle you never knew you needed on social media. He already had 90,000 TikTok followers when they profiled him last year, but after his somehow incredibly relatable for something so specific cranberry juice ride, he's now at 2.2 million followers, and his TikTok became the trend du jour for the past week. Tons of people put their own spin on Apodaca's TikTok, including Montana gubernatorial candidate Mike Cooney, who posted a Twitter video of himself riding along the highway while standing up through the sunroof of the car. Most notably, however, on October 4th, Fleetwood Mac co-founder and drummer Mick Fleetwood posted his own rendition of the TikTok, marking the birth of his account and his first ever TikTok. I can't quite tell what he's riding on in the video, maybe an electric scooter, but he has the trademark jug of cran raspberry juice and brought even more attention to the already viral trend. And just a quick side note here, before I watched one of these with the sound on, and I just knew that everyone was skateboarding while drinking cranberry juice and lip-syncing to a song called Dreams, I just assumed the song was Dreams by, you know, the Cranberries. I'm sure someone has done that by now, but if not, there's a free idea to have had it. 
In any case, with Ocean Spray getting so much free advertising this past week through these thousands of TikToks and Twitter videos, they decided to send Apodaca a thank you gift. But important note here, Apodaca says that he was skating on the freeway because his car wouldn't run that morning and he had to get to work, so he hopped on his longboard and took the most direct route, and he filmed it because he thought the footage of going down the off-ramp would look pretty cool. Plus, as evident from the video, he was just vibing, you know? And he was drinking cranberry juice because he loves it and had seen another TikToker drinking cranberry juice while skating, so he thought he'd do the same thing. So Ocean Spray, first, yesterday posted a video of their CEO, Tom Hayes, recreating the TikTok, and props where props are due, Hayes is actually riding a skateboard in his. But then, the company additionally surprised Apodaca and his daughters at home with a brand new truck filled with Ocean Spray products. The real great conclusion, though, to me that really wrapped this all up is Apodaca's subsequent TikTok with the same Dreams tune playing Cran Raspberry Juice in hand while driving along the freeway in his new truck. The winner of the 2020 Fat Bear Week has been announced. So I've mentioned Fat Bear Week in the past, but just in case you've missed it, it's one week each year in which the Katmai National Park and Preserve in Alaska, a park which, by the way, is larger than some U.S. states, hosts a bracket competition of the bears in their park who are competing for who prepares the best for winter hibernation by gaining the most weight. There's also a live bear cam from the park so that you can follow the bears' antics, and it has really taken off online in recent years. In an email to Earther, Mike Fitz, a former ranger at Katmai, said, quote, Fat Bear Week has grown beyond my wildest expectations when I first conceived of the idea while working as a ranger at Katmai National Park. I think there are several reasons why people seem to love Fat Bear Week. It's positive and provides a brief reprieve from the negativity that often dominates our social media feed. It highlights known, identifiable bears at Brooks River, which people can watch every day on the explore.org bear cams, end quote. And I will say, I think the competition is also popular because it's a chance for people to learn more about wildlife and how hibernation works. Which, in case you're curious, here's a little more about bears and hibernation from Earther. Quote, Hibernation isn't just taking a really long nap. Hibernating animals slow their metabolism down to a crawl, which in turn lowers their heart rate, breathing, and usually body temperature. Bears are still capable of doing things like giving birth while hibernating, but most bodily functions slow or cease during that time as well. The point of hibernation is to conserve as much energy as possible during the harshest of times, which is the winter for Alaskan brown bears. Brown bears aren't full hibernators, since they can wake up from their hiding spots during the winter if need be, and some populations living in warmer areas can go without hibernating at all. But the winter usually takes a toll on them, as they tend to lose a third of their body weight during the season. That means that every extra pound of body fat that they can store beforehand can be the difference between life and death, and it's usually a fierce competition for resources between the normally solitary animals. So although the participants of Fat Bear Week may not know it, their entry into this year's race, documented through constant video and photo surveillance, is a sign that they're crushing it in the game of life. End quote. And this year, the bear who has been crowned the champion, most crushing it in the game of life, is 747. Aptly named for a bear often described by Katmai as jumbo jet-sized, 
All of the bears are referred to by numbers, and some, like 747's main competitor, 32, aka Chunk, have nicknames. But apparently, 747 was nickname enough for the victor. According to Earther, 747 nearly doubled his size this year, meaning that he has very strong chances of a happy, healthy hibernation. So well done, 747, and here's to a peaceful slumber for all the bears at Katmai. That's it from me for today. As always, this show was produced by Ride Home Media and Kotki.org. I am Jackson Bird, and I'm going to go add a line to my will about how I'd like my funeral to be gatecrashed. I hope you have a good rest of your day, and I will talk to you again tomorrow. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.